What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the top update checklist and my thoughts on it overall. Uh, I wasn't 100% sure if they were even going to be coming out with this checklist, to be honest, or not the checklist, the, the product, because in my head, I thought all of the rookies that would have got rookies based and it's basically based off of the way that they treated some of the 2020 rookies that got called up. And this this weird this year was obviously super strange for for all sports, but for baseball, I think maybe baseball probably WNBA more than others because baseball just like I think baseball season was affected probably the most because well I would say baseball and WNBA probably the two that it affected the most because with baseball they cut their season more than in half and I think they probably I don't remember exactly how many games they cut in the WNBA but for baseball they cut the season essentially in half so that kind of limited the rookies that got called up and it kind of I'll be interested to see how they treat this year in the future when it comes to service time. If four or five years down the road, if there's going to be any type of like lawsuits or any type of controversy when a rookie who's coming to the end of the deal, maybe they, I'm not sure if there's a collective bargaining agreement coming up, but I'm sure that could have some sort of effect on service time. And especially with this year, because I think with the service time, I'm pretty sure it's like, I think it's 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 fifteen. I'm not, actually I'm not 100 percent sure what it. I think it's one third of the season or one fourth of the season that you have to that you have to have sat out to then have an extra year, which is like super bogus. And like if you're the MLB, you honestly this. If I were the players and I were the players association, this is the one thing that I would totally try to take out of the ne- whatever the next CBA is because it's absolutely ridiculous to get an extra year of someone's career when these contracts are four to five, six years potentially at the start of someone's career and to get to the end of that rookie contract and to be a player like a Mookie Betts or to be a player like a Chris Bryant that like they are they were in the prime of their career almost like two or three years into their career, and they couldn't even sign a new contract. Now, with arbitration, I'm pretty sure the way that it works, like with Mookie Betts, they said that the it was the average of all of the top positions, I'm pretty sure, where where they played. So I think that's how like Mookie Betts did. He did get paid fine. Like he got he got paid fairly well, but like realistically, if you're looking at it last year, Mookie Betts could have signed this $30 million a year contract. Like MLB contracts are very interesting because either they're really, really good when you're on your rookie deal, or they're like really, really bad if you sign like a 10-year $30 million, $25 million deal, and you're in the ninth, eighth or ninth year of this contract. Like that, The contract is just so terrible, and it's, it's pretty wild that somehow, and I think that's probably the reason for the service time thing. Like if, I'm, if I had to guess, that's probably a big negotiating part where the players want the, the guaranteed money for the contract throughout the whole contract, and then the owners slash uh, general managers want that extra year of service time where they can, which it doesn't, realistically to me, it doesn't make any sense that it's based off of how many games you play because that just, that just is like, it's, that's a, it's a perfect recipe for them to manipulate that, that number because all you have to do, you a, a, a rookie, a rookie isn't, like Chris Bryant, I think they did this with, they did this with, um, 
They did it with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They brought him up like 30 games or 20 or 30 games into the season, and they get an extra year. And it's like all they did was play 30 games in the minors that at the start of that year. So, you know, this I would imagine that's got to be those two things, the guaranteed contracts and the service time are probably the two negotiating pieces that each side use when they're trying to figure out figure out contract stuff within the CBA. So definitely weird this year and the the weird thing that ended up happening was that a ton of players got called up and even though they got called up and maybe they played for a significant portion of the season or they just started the season on the opening day roster opening day like at the the second opening day roster when they actually started the season some of these players they just they weren't going to get rookie card logos and i think Five, ten games into the season, there were a couple players that made their debut, and I thought that was probably the point where if if these players, like Nate Pearson, for example, Joe Adele, when they made their debuts and they didn't get the rookie card logo on their debut Tops Now cards, to me, that pretty much signified that they were just, Tops was going to be using next year as the jumping off point for a lot of these rookies, which... If you look at this Tops update, typically the Series 2 and Tops update are when a lot of rookies are getting their first cards in this flagship product, which in my opinion, you could look at the flagship product or Bowman Chrome as the two two most important products for for baseball, uh, I think I talked about this on my live stream probably o- over the weekend. It was probably Friday or Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, and then the podcast came out. But so... Th- the that that rookie card logo usually is is coming on coming for these players they're they're typically getting the first one in either series 2 or tops update if they're getting called up throughout the year like last year series 2 was like loaded it had Vlad Jr it had Tatis it had Alonzo it had Eloy Jimenez this year series 1 was actually the product that was like more loaded because what ended up happening was they pushed back players like uh, Bo Bichette, they pushed back players, who was the rookie of the year last year, uh, Joran Alvarez, they pushed him back into the 2020 product, so this last Series 1, this year was probably one of the best Series 1, and then I think this upcoming year, that's where I think Series 1 this upcoming year is going to be even better than Series 1 this year because of what happened with a ton of these rookies, so I mean like the Joe Adels, the Nate Pearsons, the Joey Bart, depending on if he makes the roster or not, but like a lot of top prospects who are, some of them are still on the list, some of them aren't on the list anymore. I think maybe Bobby Witt makes his debut, he might make his, actually Bobby Witt I think will probably be in Series 2 if he ends up starting next year in the majors. Same with um, some of the rookies this year, like I think uh, Torkelson I think is his name, he plays for Detroit, he was the number one pick this year, and I think he's probably... From from what I've heard, he'll probably be making his debut at some point, or he maybe he I forget if he made his debut or not, but it, he'll um he'll probably be getting a card at some point next year, probably series two, potentially series one, because the, the interesting thing that I don't know if Tops is in control of this is if they. If they are choosing, picking and choosing when these players are getting in, because like I said, last year with Jordan Alvarez, technically there was a cutoff date. And Examine Baseball um, is a account on TikTok who actually is uh, Nick uh, uh, Danute. 
Danute, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I'm going to have him on the podcast uh, probably in the next week or so. He writes for Forbes, and he's a, a he is a sports uh, sports journalist for Forbes, and he writes about cards a lot. And one of the articles he wrote was about the the service time slash when players get their rookie cards. And there was a specific date in 2019 where uh, somebody for the Cardinals made their debut and then the and then um and then the next day uh Jordan Alvarez made his debut and then that made him basically anybody who made their debut after that certain date got rookie cards in 2020 rather than 2019, which I, I I'd be interested I you know, I love looking at data. Um and I I'd be interested to look at the data and see if Tops is is I don't because I don't know if there's a rule. This is because this is kind of the big thing. If Tops is deciding when players are getting their rookie cards, I think that can be a dangerous game to play because because you're really kind of for that player's market at least it's a dangerous game to play. Not like in I don't know in the grand scheme of things. I don't think it necessarily really matters. Like I don't think people are not collecting Jordan Alvarez because he has a, his rookie is from 2020 and he was a he was the rookie of the year in 2019. And I think that's the same thing that's happening this year with uh, Jake Cron Cronworth. I think is how you pronounce his name. He was the NL rookie of the year. Played for uh, San Francisco or San Diego. It looks there's a picture of him and it says. Oh, he played for San Diego. It looks like he maybe he got he maybe he was traded or something like that. So, um, so yeah, like I said, I think it's it could be a dangerous game to play when it comes to the market if somebody is very very knowledgeable about kind of the card market, like somebody who is maybe new or coming in and likes Jordan Alvarez. I don't think they're really going to notice the difference. To be completely honest, but like somebody who maybe knows the market, it, it could affect it. And I think we're seeing. We're seeing the first couple times that this has really happened where they pulled out players who are rookie of rookies of the year and they're giving them a rookie card the next year. Because like if I had to guess, I would I would say that they probably the service time this year, I don't think they officially announced when the actual service time date was, like how many games you had to play for to account it. But any of the any of the players who were rookies of the year, I'm assuming that they probably they this probably counts as one year of their service time so it's going to be weird on their on their rookie card to have a full year's worth of a full year's worth of stats where i mean I, like i said this year is obviously pretty strange so maybe it won't matter in the long in the long run but i don't know it's it seems to me Oh, and back, sorry, back to the data point. I would be interested to see the sales data from Series 1, Series 2, and Tops Update. Um, I was talking about Series 2 from last year. That was probably the product to get because it had the four big rookies. Then the year before that, 2018, it was Tops Update was the one to get because that's the one with the first Acuna in the regular print run because he has a Series no, Tops Update. Acuna has a Series 2 short print, and then in Tops Update, it was Acuna, Soto, Gliber Torres. They were all in, and I think, um, Ot no, Otani was in a different set. But those three rookies right there were all in Tops Update in 2018. So that made 2018 Tops Update the product to get 2019. It was Series 2, and then I think with 2020, it's probably going to be Series 1 is going to be the main product. So... 
I know that I said I was going to talk about the checklist and it's kind of all, all this stuff I think is important to that checklist because it kind of explains why the checklist looks the way that it does and why I actually expected that there was maybe not even going to be a tops update this year because in my mind I looked at it and I said, well, what's going to differentiate tops update this year versus series two or series one? Obviously, other than the fact that it's being released and you can then you can buy it now that's obviously the main difference like series one and series two are probably a little bit harder to find if you're if you're going to like some retail if you're going to a hobby shop they should probably still have those have those products if i had to guess but and then and then sorry again the the data point that i had brought up i would be interested to see the data from each year sales wise of series one series two and tops update and see if if there is a huge gap between the sales of uh, of Series 1 from Series... And then 2017, Series 1 was probably the one because Series 1 had like a bunch of different... Had like the... Um, either well, actually 2017 could have been Series 1 or Tops Update because Series 1 had like uh, Ben Attendee, Moncada. Um, it had Aaron Judge, but then Tops Update was the, was the product that had the... Um, Cody Bellinger. So that could, that could be, I would imagine those products are very similar. Uh, Bellinger probably is the most important rookie from 2017. If I had to guess, uh, Moncada being on the white Sox is a team that I really like, and I would be interested to see kind of how he plays going forward. But I'd be interested to look at this data and see each year which product was the most important. And if tops has the strategy to hold out these players, does that then is that worth the sacrifice they're making for one of the products to then increase the sales? Like did, which also 2019 tops update was pretty good. It had Sensel, it had Keston Hira 2019 tops update was probably, I'd say it was pretty close to series two in terms of players that uh, were rookies that in that year. And then also have been kind of some, some good players in the league right now. But so I'd be interested to see if 20, so I'd be interested to see if holding out Bichette and holding out Yoron Alvarez, it obviously helped the Series 1 sales. But like, if they keep doing that, how, at what point do they just go to just go to two products? At what point do they just go to a Series 1 and Series 2 and then just come out with... Come out with, honestly, come out with Series 1? Because like, I talked about... Um, I talked about switching the release schedule in September of switching the days of when these products are going to come out. And if, and if you're tops, I think that would probably be a pretty big hassle. And I don't know if they would actually do something like this, but to switch it to just a series one and just series two and to see if combining or consolidating maybe some of the product and see if they can increase sales, which Tops flagship is one of probably the most important products for Tops, so I doubt they would want to do this, but I just think that it would give it would potentially give the product and the brand a little bit more equity when it came to that specific rookie card because when a player has a card in series one and series two and series three and all rookie or sorry, excuse me, tops update as rookies, I could imagine for a new baseball fan or a new collector, it may be a little bit a little bit more confusing than they're willing to really put the time in to understand which card is which. So I would be interested to see if they were to potentially switch it to just Series 1 and Series 2 and then either eliminate Tops Update or just do Series 1 and Tops Update. I don't know what they would call it necessarily, but I think it would be interesting to consolidate it. Like looking at the data, I'd be interested to see because 
series, uh, no, flagship is really based off of which which rookies are getting their first rookie card in that specific year. So I could I understand looking at that saying, well, each year has specific rookies that are getting that first rookie card. So there isn't really one that over that is more important than the other. They're all very important. But this year tops updates. So the main reason is this weird season. The main reason why I thought that uh, update wasn't going to be coming out this year, which, like I said, it was it was more of just a hot take at the time. I don't really think that I actually thought that update wasn't going to come out because, like I said, it's one of the most important products for Topps Baseball. Uh, one of the reasons I thought it wasn't going to come out was because of what they did with the Topps now cards and um i think tops now would be the main the main indicator for this one nobody that got called up really got a rookie card because because if they had gotten the rookie logo on their tops now card then they would have got it in either series two or tops update but nobody did so like the joe adels uh all those people that got called up alec Baum, i think is another one that's been used in promotional materials for next year these players didn't get a rookie card logo on their tops now card so they're not going to be included in this year's product and that's basically how you can indicate kind of where tops is going to choose these players so i thought there was going to be there there's probably a few new rookies if i had to guess but for the most part i feel like there aren't really because i looked over the checklist and I, i looked at all the rookie cards and i didn't really see any any really significant names that popped up to me. Like I saw some up, like I think David Price is getting his first Dodger card and I'm imagining people that got traded. That's kind of where, um, that's where they're going to be putting some of these traded players in their new uniforms. They're probably doing that. But the one thing, and this is kind of almost the whole, the point of the whole episode the one thing that did stick out to me when I was looking at this checklist was they were they have a prospect insert checklist. So the prospect insert checklist includes Joe Adele. Because I saw the Joe Adele card, I was like, wait, he's in... Because it was a, a top update. Uh, the checklist came out, and the promotional material that I saw was a top update card of Joe Adele. And I was like, wait, he's supposed to be in the next one. So then I go to, I go to the checklist, I search, and he's part of this insert checklist that they're including with... Um, I'm actually just going to pull up the checklist so I can take a look at it and read some of the important names that are on here. Uh, you've got Nate Pearson, Wander Franco, Joe Adele, Mackenzie Gore, uh, Brian Hayes, uh, Colton Welker, I think is a pretty big name. Alec Baum is in this one. Um, let's see if I can, uh, uh, Alex Kirloff is on this one. Joey Bart, Dylan Carlson from the, from the Cardinals. Uh, and those are, I mean, those are the big names. I'm sure other people have other big names from <laughs> that they looked at that checklist. But I thought that it's kind of interesting. This checklist, like, is that specific? Ins- it's only it's a 30 card insert checklist. Like, is is this card going to be potentially important for some sort of pre rookie card? Because it's one of the first times that I think we've seen a mixed set like this, other than like Bowman. Bowman does this, but like a a major league checklist or a major league product coming out with prospects that it's not a Bowman checklist. And I, so I thought it was kind of interesting. Like it makes me think that we may almost see more, more products with prospects in it. If, if, if this product somehow, I don't know how the, I guess I'm not sure what type of data tops uses to make, 
to make decisions like this, if they're looking at eBay sales and if they look at if they look at all of the inserts and they look at what the most valuable insert that comes out of this checklist is, and if it happens to be this prospect checklist, I wouldn't be surprised if going forward we see other prospect related cards in Tops flagship products or any of the other releases. Like because obviously because Usually what they usually what Topps does is they either do a all other than Bowman Bowman any type of Bowman product is a mixture we all know that but any any other products they're either going to be a major league checklist or it's going to be a minor league checklist like they have all of the regular products I mean I don't even think I really have to name them all the regular products that come out but then they do have a heritage checklist they have a Topps minor league product or heritage miners and then they also have a regular flagship with the miners with the with the with the minor league logos on them which i think if tops if tops wants to contribute to the mlb a little bit more i think they should try and do a i think if tops were to try and do a better job at marketing prospects like i think this would be a great start if they want to try and do this if they can get some of these prospects names more in the limelight, I think that would help the MLB because somebody who, anybody who's collecting cards, I think it's kind of on their radar, but the flagship product, I think is the, that's the type of product that is a, maybe a baseball fan, but maybe just a regular fan uh, that isn't super hardcore into cards or into the sport. They probably know this card itself, I would say. Bowman Chrome, they probably don't know, but the flagship product is probably the one that the regular, no, not, not, not regular, the, the average fan of the sport is probably going to be buying. And if they can get a prospect that has, and I see, this will be the other thing. I don't, I think what they do, what they're going to do is it's not going to be, I think it's an insert. So it's going to be a different design from what I saw from the Joe Adele card. Uh, but I think if they were to in either series, in one of these flagship products, if they were to just combine, not combine, but take P, take players from the, the minor league flagship product and just put them in this product and almost combine the checklists in a way. And it could be even be an insert. Like you could just say, this is an insert, but it's a, it's, it's a base insert card for the minor league player. I think that would help people learn who these prospects are. Like even because I know that tops has come out with um, Bowman Bowman inserts and they've done Bowman tops now cards. I think where they talk about the, um, the specific uh, prospect, like what, what, where they're ranked. But I think somehow educating the casual fan on these, on these prospects may be an interesting way that tops can actually help the sport. Because in my opinion, just off of, from a, from a marketing perspective, that's where I think tops, or that's where, excuse me, that's where baseball really has kind of a, they're a step below most other sports and most other sports are basically comparing them. Well, actually I would compare it to football and to basketball. The football and basketball college athletes are maybe more famous than a lot of baseball players in the major leagues, even some superstars in the major leagues. So I think if tops could help with that kind of thing, that may be a good direction for tops to go in. Now, is this going to make it, is this insert checklist going to make tops update a product to get 
I I don't know. I mean, I think, like I said, if Tops is using eBay data to show which insert is the most popular, like which ones are selling for the most, that could potentially that could potentially be kind of important for them. But I don't. But like I said, we won't know what that is until the product actually comes out. And that's pretty much all I've got for for this episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. If you're listening to this on YouTube, make sure to like the video because I'm going to be uploading the podcast episodes to YouTube and I may start recording more videos. I haven't decided exactly how I'm going to do it yet, but the the U- YouTube is going to have some of these episodes now, which I'm pretty excited about. And I've figured out a way to do some do some thumbnail editing and I'm doing... Uh, title edit, title research. I don't know. So it's a whole, it's a thing I'm trying to add. So it, or if, or if you're listening to the podcast and you want to go to YouTube and drop a like on the video on YouTube, I would appreciate that as well. Um, I'm not sure when the episodes on YouTube will come out, but if you can remember, if you're on YouTube and you see it pop up, just leave it a like that would really, I would really appreciate that one. Uh, if you want to follow on any of the other social medias, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Reddit, like I said, YouTube, all those places. I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode and I will see you in the next one.